0: Quick point of privilege. Quick point of personal privilege. Yeah. Be honest, I, I don't know most of these guys.
1: is <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. Put
0: it down. Five people on both sides. Because on the counter, you want to know why. It is what it is. We've made it possible. With ridiculous hey, bull. hey, hey, man. Right, I'm sure there's lots of ways that we can communicate. And then
1: I was like, yay! Take a deep breath.
0: Alright, go. Go.
2: I'm
0: sorry. Go! Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response.
2: Oh, Maloney! Man! I give you America itself!
1: This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty! Studio C. See, senor! You know what it is? Dimly lit room, deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today, on a Thursday, it's a little Friday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Bums and junkies! The brainless, gutless, ballless mainstream media finally catching on to the so called homeless problem in blue, Democrat-run cities and states, is a junkie problem, a bum problem. Hmm. More developments on that front. Stay with us. Gotcha. Did it get uh, significantly worse overnight or a particular story got your eye? Well, but yeah. yeah, the, No, it didn't get particularly worse overnight, although it's getting particularly worse every night yeah. as these policies continue to encourage bumhood and junkiedom. I, it's funny. A friend of mine uh, was texting me yesterday about a new bum encampment that just showed up in a particular area of the the town we both uh, orbit around. And he said, "I wonder if I went over there and just if if I had gone over there before there were any people and just put up a tent and started grilling and <laughs> yeah.
2: right. if, if, if nobody would have said anything to me." Right. You
1: know, right next to the strip mall or yep. whatever. Yep. I, yep. I have a feeling that's not the way it would work. Well, because I'm dude, the- you can't camp here. It's not a campground. Uh, I, I can until uh, there's a bed for every air-sucking homo sapien who's sleeping outside, actually, according to the Ninth Circuit Court. And the incredible, just super dumb, I mean, it's crazy, like superhero dumb, like dumb man. He's able to out-dumb anybody in a fight. The super dumb Ninth Circuit uh, uh, decision ignores the fact, and this is so obvious, why didn't this occur to me, a huge portion Of the homeless are junkies. They're just drug addicts who want to do drugs. They want to camp. They want to hang out with their friends. They want to be high. They don't want to have a job, the rest of it. They're a huge number of the homeless that there has to be a bed for before you can enforce. Camping ordinances and really any get the hell out of here ordinances. So, as those policies make more and more junkies, because it sounds like a pretty decent lifestyle to some people, you will never catch up. And therefore, you will have even, it is a bump, it's a bum and junkie perpetual motion machine. It's an unending. Uh, uh, supply of junkies. You know what? I think a certain segment of supply, uh, a certain segment of the population figured out, they uh, they figured out that how to game the system in that. They don't care what you do to them with any of the minor penalties that the rest of us, it keeps us in line. Right. Like whether it's a speeding ticket or public intoxication, there's lots of different things I really try to avoid. Drive up my insurance, you know, I try to get a job. It shows up on my record. All these things, right? M- not to mention, just I don't want my kids to have a dad who gets a ticket for public intoxication. You know, various things that keep us in line. And a certain segment of the crowd figured out, you know what? I don't care. Right? What do they? What? I don't care. I'm not going to apply for a job, so I don't care if you write down somewhere that I was, you know, pooping on the street. Or, or publicly intoxicated. I don't have any insurance, so you can't drive that up. The junky pooping next to me doesn't seem to mind. If you put me in jail for one night, I don't care. Right. So for for the rest of us, that'd be a horrifying situation. They don't care. So n- none of the regular penalties that work on the rest of us work on. I don't know what percentage it is. A couple percent of the of the population. Right. Right. And it's it, and so then you have to go be, beyond those little ones that keep us all in line. Uh, to something much bigger, yeah, and then that yeah. would be, get really expensive. There's a new audit of the uh, the bum situation in L.A. That's just stunning and scathing. Uh, new bum developments in Sacramento, California, up and down the West Coast. Uh, we warn you, we warn you, our friends across the great country, do not adopt the crazy ass policies of the the Western U.S. They don't work. Let's introduce everybody in the squad to kick off the show. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael?
0: I'm doing great. Um, I told you recently that I found a pa- there was a package that got left on my doorstep, and it was a child's bicycle. Mm. And so I went yesterday, and I took it to where this had come from, the department store, and they said, We can't help you, even though it came from our uh, online service. you got to take this over to the post office next door. Maybe they can give you a forwarding address, and you could get it that way. So I do that. Go to the post office. They're like, we can't help you. This came from on track. This wasn't, you know, from us. So sure. they need to go deal with it. And but I was like, can you give me a, just a forwarding address from this person? No, no, I can't give you that information. I'm sorry. So... It goes on and on and on. I'll probably just end up donating this. So
1: trying to do the right thing is uh, not as easy as it sounded. No. Boy, some kid is expecting a bicycle. I know. Like a week ago for his birthday. Yeah, well, I think it, it's a little you got bit a wrong. life
0: lesson
2: instead. <laughs> Disappointment. <laughs> yes. Get used to it. You can ride that
1: lesson your whole life. <laughs> mm. I didn't know anything shipped without a tracking number in the modern world, though. Doesn't this, somebody, isn't somebody tracking that and wondering where it went? Well, yeah, it's entirely possible. The kid's got his bike again, and the bike company's scratching his head trying to figure mm. its head. Sounds to, figure, to me. Where'd a bike go? Sounds to me like you got a bike. Yeah. Have, you,
2: have you ridden it around? Uh, no. Hey, this listen. I've little, seen uh, tiny.
1: Yeah. I've seen guys like you ought to be riding around on a tiny little bike shirtless. So <laughs> y- you got to be shirtless. Though, that's that car, <laughs> That's that crowd yeah. you can't punish. Hey, right. You can't yeah.
2: ride in the dark in a bike in the left lane. Okay, I don't care. Give me a ticket. Okay, thanks for the ticket in the trash.
1: You can't <laughs> ride on the sidewalk. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Give me a ticket. Lawlessness. There is positive. <laughs> Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean?
2: Doing very well. I, I am often fascinated by the the amount in which professional sports franchises uh, sell for, and how much they were bought for, and such. And uh, there's another one in the news. As Kansas City Royals owner David Glass is uh, reportedly in talks with uh, someone to sell the team for one billion with a B dollars. Uh, Glass bought the team in 2000. For $96 million and... As really? I... Hold on. I, I'm... So not... He didn't buy it in the 30s. No, no He no, bought no. it in the year 2000. 96... I'm just going to do the math real quick for on this. 96 million, it <laughs> for $96 he he's going to Carry the one, yeah. turns out. Oh, yeah, God. good investment. Yeah. Oh. Whoa. Wow. I should have bought a baseball
1: team. Wow. You wouldn't even have had to get that many rich guys
2: together to buy a baseball team for $96 million. Well,
1: especially if it's turning a profit, you could have borrowed the money.
2: Right, that's what I mean. Yeah, if you're the sort of person that swings in that area and they yeah. know those numbers, wow, wow, a billion
1: dollars twenty years later—that's something. There's uh, Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall?
0: I'm a little frustrated these days. I've been trying to get in touch with the doctor's office who called me, left a message. Telling me an appointment I didn't know I had with a doctor I never met would have to be postponed. Wow, oh, okay, uh, dang it! And, I need to get out my calendar. <laughs> and they'll be setting me up with another appointment with another doctor in the near future. Was there supposed to be a bicycle involved? <laughs> uh, no, not at this point. So I call the number they leave up bunch of times only to wind up on hold every time. Yesterday, three times, 12 minutes, 15 minutes, 16 minutes, on hold, listening to bad music. (laughs) Never talk to anybody. So, I know where the doctor's office is. I can just drive over there and in person cancel out on all this. Yeah, but but, but,
1: but, so you don't get charged for an uh, an appointment you didn't make, and have no idea what it is.
0: Oh, they're sending me information in the mail. I'm going to look at
1: your head, your foot, your eye, your hand, your hand, hand. hand. yes.
0: Oh, yeah. He needs
1: to fast for 72
0: hours. <laughs> right. here's We'll get better when the government takes over. Yeah, drink this laxative. It'll clean you out. Right? Oh, boy. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. Thursday, August 29th. We're running on August, people. The year 2019. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Well, let's begin then. Officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations, here we go at Mark.
3: Paris was free. The German commander and 10,000 of his troops had surrendered. General de Gaulle had arrived. It's really impossible to imagine the feelings of Parisians at this moment. Was it be
2: Day? Or, or something. Uh, it was in this day that the American troops marched uh, through the streets of Paris days after liberating uh, the city, and it was uh, seen as somewhat of a kind of victory parade or uh, oh, yeah. an announcement of, "Hey, this is yeah. this is a free land again." A, a legendary
1: amount of love took place on that uh, week too, as they say. the uh, the The ladies of France were quite grateful to be liberated from the Nazis. A very well, romantic
2: people, as I <laughs> understand.
1: Many, many uh, young <laughs> Jacques and Jeans and and uh, you know, Jeannettes were. Were conceived that day. Wow! Uh, what are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Uh, we
0: have got a very important Armstrong and Getty campaign death pool update for you. U.S. and Israel ramping up actions against Iran, and MSNBC's Lawrence O'Donnell's on-air apology for a Trump attack piece coming yeah. up.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised he's going to keep his job, but that's the the era we live in. I'd love to see him get hammered and hammered and hammered over this, wouldn't you?
0: Where's the hammer?
1: Uh, how does mailbag look?
0: <laughs> Who's got a hammer? Uh, I'm, I'm a mailbag.
1: Oh, yeah. it's very yes. good. We have uh, there are two freedom-loving quotes of the day. So good, I couldn't choose. So wow. we have that and, and a lot more. Cool.
0: Stop the hammering.
1: And uh, we're attacking Iran, and Israel's attacking Iran, mm-hmm. so we got that in the news, too. Stay tuned to the Armstrong
2: and Getty Show.
3: Strong and
1: Getty Show. Ken Burns, the world's most famous documentarian, he's got a new uh, eight-part series coming out. Oh, awesome! I'll tell you what it's about. Well, it was an eight-year journey. Okay, I don't know how many parts it was. It took him eight years to make. Yeah. So we'll find out how many parts. But we will tell you what it's journey. about. It's well. Here's a hint. It's the world, The world of Quilting, quilting. I'd watch that with oh, my wife. Competitive cross. Because I have to. <laughs> mailbag. <laughs> oh man, we're really early this morning. That's I got to get my full uh, trip of mailbag ready. Cool. Here's your freedom loving quote of the day from Winston Churchill, <laughs> who uh, was a quote machine. The best argument against democracy is a five-minute conversation with the average voter. Yeah, well. On the other hand, there's the whole, it's the best, it's the worst form of government except all others that have been tried. Um, it's just true. Governing people is a terribly difficult thing to do right. And uh, a republic, if you will, is full of problems. But, you know, it's better than virtually anything else. I love this from Thomas Sowell. Maybe is the greatest quote of all time. I've never understood why it is greed to want to keep the money you've earned, but not greed to want to take someone else's money.
2: Yeah, that's an interesting one.
1: Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, this is a visual, but I want to alert you to it. We'll post it ASAP at armstrongandgetty.com. Have you seen the video of Bernie Sanders attempting to show how youthful and energetic he is by working out on a light bag, the uh, punching bag? And he takes a swipe at it, then it punches him, and uh, it's a glancing blow. It's he wasn't knocked to the canvas or anything, forced to take a standing eight count. But it is pretty funny. I haven't seen that. I saw, playing, I saw him playing I saw him playing softball last week. No, this is this is pretty dang amusing. It's not devastating or anything.
2: It's just funny. A speed bag is one of those things where I would love to be good at it, but there's zero percent chance I'm going to put in the time to get good at it. <laughs> yeah, and then in what setting do you do it? Do you
1: impress other guys at the gym.
2: We were uh, 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 at advent- carry around your own. Yeah, we're,
1: exactly. We're- let me set this up. <laughs> up there, here. Go ahead Run and watch this. Right when capitalism claps back, it says. There you go. Oh, oh. right in them, kisser. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to see this and send it to your friends. Oh, when capitalism slaps back. We were at Flaps, Venice Beach, well, at Muscle Beach there by Venice Beach, where they do the weightlifting and the stuff like that, and they got those speed bags and guys with no shirts on that are all roided up and shiny. Yes, going on the speed bag, and everybody's standing around watching them. I can see how those guys get a thrill out of everybody standing around watching them. But otherwise, you end up with your scenario where you've got to tell people, hey, I'm going to bring out the speed bag and show you what I can do here. <laughs> hey, you want to work out on the speed bag? <laughs> I do. What? <laughs> Let's see. Here's uh, from Barbara. Pumpkin spice is everywhere, and it is uh, stuff you spray before, during, and after your uh, your movements um, to, to deodorize the john, and it's pumpkin spice. So. Uh, There ends my desire to see more pumpkin spice products. I get it. It's everywhere. It's a flavor bully, according to Positive Sean. (laughs) And now it's year-round, and uh, everything has been ruined by everything Everything, being available all the time. Everything has been ruined. Well, yeah. Uh,
3: Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm surprised
1: we don't have Christmas carolers in June. You know, just people like Christmas carolers. Let's do it all year long. Uh, Solving the homeless problem. Boy, we've gotten some... Some innovative solutions from a number of listeners, including this, uh, Julie. Surely all we need is some vigilante pied piper to chain those $300,000 toilets to the back of the truck, back of a truck, and slowly lead the camps of bums and junkies to the gates outside the homes of all the progressive members of the Ninth Circuit. And Gavin Newsom, mayor or governor of California, and some choice city council members. A pied bum piper. Innovative, As is regularly pointed out, many, if not practically all of the people making decisions about the homeless uh, don't live in neighborhoods where there are any homeless. Right. Right. Bums and junkies. Oh, Jack, you know, it's funny. We haven't gotten to this, but uh, you revealed a, a piece of art that more than perhaps any other uh, changed you and affected you, and you love it to this day. That's a Miles Davis kind of blue. Came uh, out 60 years ago this month. Got this note from Jared. When I heard Jack talk about Kind of Blue, I pulled off the road and downloaded it. It sucked, and Jack sucks.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's
1: funny. He's actually, I think Jared is kidding. I know his act. Uh, let's see. On, uh, Feel free to write anytime. Yeah. <laughs> On uh, employees, ghosting uh, employers, not showing up for interviews. And we had one employer say 10% of interviewees show up for their interview. That's incredible. 10%. Um, we got this note from J.R. I'm retired from a carpenter's union in Bay Area, California. Companies would give you a half-hour notice when they would lay you off. Half an hour! So if you had a chance to get a better job, didn't mind burning a bridge, you could quit and go with no notice. One guy told the boss we were working for, he was giving him a two-day notice. The boss said, you're going to quit in two days? And the guy said, no, I quit two-day. This is my two-day notice. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye! Ah, oh, there are days, man. There are days. Sure, like to do that. You know what? You're right. I'm out. Bye. Wait a minute. You're what? What now? I'm I'm leaving. Goodbye. Goodbye. If you want to keep talking, you got to follow me to the parking lot. Goodbye. <laughs> Everybody would love to do that one time or another, I'm sure. Uh, let's yeah, I guess that's that's enough. Uh, Marshall's news is next. Everybody's attacking Iran uh, in a variety of ways. You should hear about that. And Ken Burns' new documentary, which is always exciting.
0: Country music,
1: that's the topic of the new Ken Burns documentary that starts this month. Um, I think I've watched every Ken Burns documentary and loved them all. Uh, Now he's taking on country music and as usual in a way he says that is telling the story of America through the history of country music or something. Uh, you know, there's a fabulous documentary about country music. I'm Googling it right now. The Winding Stream that came out, and it isn't, you know, 70 hours long, if you're <laughs> into that sort of That's thing. Right. Uh, terrific, fabulous Um, But so a new Ken Burns documentary Always gets attention I'm sure we'll talk about it When it hits Was Vietnam the last one he did? That's a heck of a move From Vietnam to country music It's going to be a lot lighter fare You interview a lot less uh, Or is it?
2: (laughs) You
1: know my favorite part Of the Winding Stream documentary I had no idea this had occurred Was uh, Old Man Carter What was his name? The the senior guy Of country music's Kind of founding modern family Um, June Carter Cassius Those Carter So he would go All around the south From town to town and uh, with a, uh, an assistant of his, happened to be a black guy, which was you know kind of unusual in those times in the early 20th century. And they'd say, hey, who's got songs around here? And, uh, and the guy at the general store would say, old Jim sings this song about the, his, his woman done gone. Right. And he'd go out, he'd seek out old Jim, he and his assistant. They'd say, hey, old Jim, can you play me that song that people like to hear from you? He'd play it, and they'd write down the words and the chords and the rest of it. And preserved hundreds and hundreds of songs in this way, and then often recorded them and made money on them. But the. And, Sorry, and, old Jim. <laughs> right thing for the wrong reason? I, I don't know, but there are a hell of a lot, hundreds of traditional songs that we know because they went around and did that, which mm-hmm. is really cool.
0: News now with Marshall Phillips. Well, the New York Times is reporting a secret US cyber attack against Iran in June. Shh, it's a secret. Wiped yeah, out as Joe said last yeah, nice week. Nice job, Marshall. This is not how secrets wow. work. Loose
1: lips <laughs> sink ships, you traitor.
0: The attack in June wiped out a critical database. The country used to plot attacks against t- oil tankers and to covertly target shipping in the Persian Gulf.
1: You know, I didn't actually read the New York Times story. Is this a leak, or did the government tell us this, or how, why do we know this? They have a source. The New
0: York Times has a source.
1: And, of course, you never know if that was right. a, a, on purpose for some reason, either political or strategic military-wise. Right, right. or Or some... SOB who wanted to show off to a reporter leaked information they shouldn't leak. Who knows?
0: According to the report, Iran's still trying to recover the information destroyed in that attack. (laughs) Good luck. The U.S. strike was a critical one and went forward even after President Trump called off the retaliatory airstrike the day after Iran shot down an American drone. Meanwhile, you got other reports indicating Israel's launched a series of attacks to prevent Iran from giving its allies new high-tech weapons. They're going after Iran's attempts to build an overland arms supply line through Iran and northern Syria to Lebanon. This is a shadow war between the two countries that is now breaking wide open. These were military operations aimed at taking out the actual participants in the weapons pipeline. Wow. Wow.
1: Yeah, I mean if you have an observable ob- observer, mm, you can see it. Like Ho Chi Minh trail, <laughs> right? right? You know, look at the Vietnam where you can see, okay, this is how they move their arms. This is just, there's another truck. Yeah, you're going to blow it up before it gets too close enough to hurt you. Yep. This is not good though. I mean, it's not the, it's not a calming thing.
0: MSNBC host Lawrence O'Donnell last night apologized for and retracted a story he did the previous night, which he cited an unnamed single source saying that President Trump had been given loans by Deutsche Bank that were co-signed by Russian oligarchs close to President Vladimir Putin. O'Donnell saying... Last night on this show, I discussed information that wasn't ready for reporting. I repeated statements. A single source told me about the president's finances and loan documents with Deutsche Bank. Saying, if true, as I discussed the information, was simply not good enough. I did not go through the rigorous verification and standards process here at MSNBC before repeating what I heard from my source. Had it gone through that process, I would not have been permitted to report it. I should not have said it on air or posted it on Twitter. I was wrong to do so. Yeah, uh, guy <laughs> went too far for
1: MSNBC.
0: Wow. And everyone that, in the audience is going to complain about what that guy just said is absolutely right. Stop the hammering.
1: You can't uh, You can't go with a story. Some guy told me, can you imagine if that's true? Oh, that'd be the end of the Trump presidency. And make
2: that your newscast. You <laughs> <laughs> have the big if true framing of your yeah. news report. It's just a failure in journalism on so oh, right, many levels. Right.
1: Well, see, what's interesting, I'm not that stirred up about this because... He's a joke. He's an opinion guy. He's a bomb-chucker and a rumor-monger, and I've known it for a very long time. I'm surprised that there are any standards at MSNBC, honestly. So, yeah, evidently, maybe it was because that's such an enormous allegation? Or?
0: Find out where this is going on. It's either there or there. Right. Or out there somewhere. Right. Well, Clearly.
1: Maybe it's just an internal thing. Uh, Maybe all those other stories that you call rumor mongering and bad reporting, which a lot of them are, uh, did go through the NBC News Department, though. And the not running it through the department uh, got him in trouble. Mm -hmm. You don't get to
2: just put anything on the air you want. I thought this was America, Jack.
0: (laughs) what I say to him is none of your business. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and now it is time for a very important, or maybe not so important, Armstrong and Getty 2020 campaign death pool update. New York Senator Kirsten Gillibrand announced she was ending her presidential campaign after the number of candidates who qualified for the next Democratic debate in September was set, and she was not among them.
1: You've been exposed to America over and over again, more than most people, because you're from New York, and 1% of people think you're a, a
2: good idea. Right. So, yeah, you got to go away. Or, now, bye-bye. Now who's going to explain to middle-aged uh, white women in America what white privilege is? Right. She was going to do that. Right. She was going to white explain <laughs> things to us.
1: Um, uh, my favorite thing she ever said at any point was, as a young mother, you're 52. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be disappointing to her three supporters, though, so we're with you today in spirit. I think, there you, go. you know, there's no point in talking about people that, that that nobody cares about and never had a shot, but I think she's in the crowd of people that actually thought she could become president. I think she's delusional that way. Yeah, she she is uh, the blonde-headed Kamala Harris, though, in terms, she has no principles whatsoever. Oh, God, no. She will no. say anything at any time no, to anyone. Person. Flipping and flopping. She'll, she would, <laughs> if, uh, if Jeffrey Epstein were to be reanimated yeah. and have $10,000 to donate, she'd pose with a, with him for a picture right now. But so you got, you got eight people that haven't gotten out that didn't qualify for the debate since the cutoff is today. Right. Bennett Bullock, de Blasio, Delaney, Marianne Williamson. Steyer's sister, Tim Ryan, who apparently is a person, and Tulsi Gabbard, who you can't count her. She's uh, in the army in Indonesia right now. But um, all those people yeah. got to get out. Yeah. yeah. John Delaney will be missed. Actually what think, he brought know, sh- to the debate. I actually think the Democratic Party has handled this pretty well. They had a problem you got they don't want to look like they're putting the thumb on the scale like they did last time. Right. They let all everybody in. They crafted a, a situation where you, you get your chance in the middle of the summer where nobody's paying any attention. You didn't gain anything. You didn't get enough support. Okay, now you're out. Now we've got it whittled down to a manageable number. Right. I don't know how else you would have it. Although, listen to this. I heard this this morning on Nakedly Progressive Radio. One of their uh, political analysts said... Uh, you know, and he cited a couple of people. He said uh, it's entirely possible that the October debate will have more people. As a number have not gotten out of the race, they'll be working hard to improve their poll numbers, and we could see a dozen or or, or more in October. I, I actually crawled through the radio and <laughs> choked him out. He passed out. Yeah, hmm. and he had it coming. There you go, that. Steyer. Maybe the billionaire Tom Steyer. Mr. Impeachment. I could see him spending so much money and doing so much advertising, although he's already done a heck of a lot, that he he maybe gets to 2%.
0: So, maybe. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation.
1: Nobody has ever come from 1% or 2% and ended up with the nomination. I mean, I realize we're a long way away, but usually, you know, you got... Eight or something like that. If you're if you're an underdog and you come yeah, out of single and order, but digits not, is pretty sad, but not one or two. Right, right. <clears throat> I mean, that's like people in your district who think, "No, he's a good guy." I, I met him at a barbecue once. It's family members and people you owe money to. Right. It's the only people that you got, <laughs> exactly. and that adds up to one percent. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey has joined a university faculty. Among other stories, we'll be covering today. Wow. Welcome, Welcome to. Whispering Dramatically 101. i going to pass out the syllabus. I hope everybody brought their own bongs. You're I pass it out from the back to the front I'm, and the front to the back. Imagine he sits in front with a pool table and hits the pool ball and then looks at it like something miraculous has happened. Mm. I'm like, Did you all see that? Wow. That was something. Will this be on the test? <laughs> Nobody knows what's on the test, man. Um, every day is a test. <laughs> Uh, you're hot to trot about the uh, latest bum wrinkle? Oh, the bums and junkies update. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's something, man. There's there's plenty to get to on that topic. Uh, NFL players commenting on the uh, the gal soccer player who kicked a 55-yarder. That's what everybody needed. Oh, yeah. NFL players just starting to say, you can't make it in our league. Now you got a good controversy the media can latch on. Major Instagram influencer, a term I hate. Exposed as a fraud artist. No way. Yes, Jack. Yes, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
1: You have to have a password manager. That is something you have to have. Oh, like an app where you store them. Yeah, yeah, I, I have one too, actually. But oddly enough, anyway, more on that later.
2: Yeah. I'm approaching the threshold where I think I've got to get one too. Mm. I've seen enough. Oh, you don't articles. have
1: one yet. Yeah. You a modern man? I'm yeah. surprised to yeah. hear that. I mine's not. I have one password for everything. That's how I remember. Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's smart. That's perfect. (laughs) Good job there. Oh, my. Are you kidding? Please. Way to go.
2: No matter what I do, the Russians are going to get in, so whatever.
1: (laughs) Right? It's like I could be eaten by the bear when I'm tired by running and running and running, or I could just stand here Mm -hmm. and be eaten perfectly relaxed. (laughs) I like that. So, uh, listen, boy, howdy. A lot of people are sending us this uh, this article from uh, the Daily Mail. The headline is, California's homeless crisis engulfs its capital as Sacramento's business owners tell how they confront naked junkies in streets covered in feces and urine and syringes, no solution in sight. Um, And it, it cites uh, Liz, who we talked to, was it last week or so, who's been run out of her business by the junkies, I mean, assaulting her customers and harassing her and pooing and peeing all over. It's just it's just, it's horrible. I mean, it is a breakdown of civilization. It's in the tens of tens of thousands in Los Angeles, in smaller cities. The numbers are proportionally smaller, but um, uh, the latest uh, business owner to say enough is enough is uh, this jeb, gent. His name is Steve Sylvester. He owns an uh, a, uh, uh, antique store in in a uh, part of Sacramento, and he's been dealing with similar stuff, and listen to what happened to him.
3: Yeah, that was fun. Um, he was wearing very little clothes, and what he was wearing wasn't covering up the necessary bits. Mm. So um, I asked him to leave, because there were customers in the store, and then he got real crazy, and on the way out, there's a big, huge table with a big China dinner service, and he just wiped it off, and then ran out into the street. So yeah, he you know, he went in
1: there, did his crazy, then smashed up a bunch of stuff worth a uh, a great deal of money.
2: Uh but he he goes on the problem in general. Uh this is uh when he called the cops to oh. address this incident. This is what. Oh this good. Is good. What yeah. Went.
3: Well, A, they couldn't find him after he ran out the store. And the police, they're doing their best. Again, their hands are tied. Um, unless there is somewhere to send a homeless person, they can't actually arrest them. So um, yeah. they could have been done for vandalism, but obviously he's gone, and we've lost uh, store windows. And the trouble is, because it's mainly a drug problem on the streets now, people will come into the store... Grab a handful of something and then quickly go out and sell it to get the next fix. Right. So that's been the big problem over the last six months to a year. Well, and that's like
2: s- your oh, town or something.
3: Oh, I know, I know.
1: It's it's a breakdown of civilization. Do you have his comments on um, on beggars?
2: Uh, no, I didn't grab that.
1: Okay, yeah, he he mentions that where his store is. It's a, it's a main street through Sacramento, and there are a number of fine restaurants, he said, and beggars are constantly hitting up the diners. And he said, and, and I wish we had the clip, but that's all right. We'll get it later, maybe. I can get it in like six seconds. Okay, yeah. He's talking about beggars. And, you know, it's funny. On my route home, right away from the radio ranch, a block and a half, uh, I got to hit a traffic light. I make a U-turn there. And um, and there are always beggars there. And I see these friggin' soft heads. Given these idiot junkies I know, money, I know you're a and I'm moron. Yell at them. If you give money to beggars, you are not a good person. You're a moron. Well, or you're ignorant of what's
3: going on. But
1: How could c- you be at this point? I know,
3: I know, I know. Well, it's a good solution if there was lots of money in the kitty. But as you just said, it's five thousand six hundred people are on the streets. And at the moment, they've just funded enough for 200 people, and that's a drop (laughs) in the bucket. Whoops, that was... But I would say, I mean, Sacramento's a fabulous city, and where I'm located, it's close to a street called Broadway, which has the most wonderful selection of restaurants. And outside the restaurants, people will be begging, and they're begging for money. And please don't give these people money, because it's not for food, it's for drugs. Obviously,
1: and listen—you feed the bears; they keep coming back to the campground. The junkies and beggars know that they can get money outside those restaurants. And and the the clip started with him explaining that uh, Sacramento has, uh
3: approved a couple of giant tents. Uh, oh, we got that there. All right, good. Bless the city. It's uh, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, and they're throwing a lot of money add a very temporary solution. In fact, only a couple of nights ago, they approved a um, $7.8 million, uh, allowance to build two tents that will house 200 people in total, and it will last about two years. And that, that's a lot of money. That works out to $39,000 per person for the two years. You know, a hotel is cheaper than that. Oh. So the money is not being spent in the right way.
1: You know, all I can tell you is if I'm going to put a Lakota on this, wherever you are, man, when the bums and junkies come in, you're going to hear, you know, well, there's a, you know blah 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 mental illness, blah blah blah, uh, expensive housing, more affordable housing, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. If you don't keep hold of your neighborhood, if you give it well, here's a way to put it, if you give it over to the junkies. You're not getting it back. Not for a very long time, and it's going to be a very, very painful fight. I'm not saying I'm against affordable housing or anything like that, but it's been proved over and over again to people who are paying attention. It's a drug problem. It's a junkie problem. It's a people who don't want to work and and conform at all to the rules of civilization problem. The crazy people need help, of course. And then you're up against a crowd that's uh, made up of two different things, and I don't know what the percentages are. It probably varies from town to town. But some of the crowd is uh, fancifully, unwisely thinking they're helping, but they think they're, they're just trying to do the right thing. And then there's some of the crowd that realize there's about to be millions of dollars thrown around and I'm oh, gonna, yeah. and I'm gonna get some of it. Oh yeah, you heard that figure for those two tenths? Somebody's getting yeah. that money. Remember that. Whenever you hear about a big expensive government problem, well finally they're getting serious about solving it. Somebody's going to get that money. Who? You think and the for company what? you think the companies or companies or the people or whoever they're getting all this money, the millions of dollars they're throwing around, you think they don't send activists to the city council meeting to argue for what? Why you need this sort of thing. Of I mean, course, they're not they just
2: do. building it at cost, <laughs> right,
1: right? Exactly. And the beautiful thing about government contracts, if you're not hip to this, is you say, "All right, yes, uh, we are prepared to uh, build you a, uh, a state-of-the-art, modern, progressive bum camp to take care of your junkies and bums. Uh, it will be excellent. It will cost you forty-three million dollars. Or, in the case of Los Angeles." Uh, You know, uh, $12 million for uh, 400 units of uh, affordable housing, blah, blah, blah. Uh, $12 million. That's right. They sign on the dotted line. By the next month, it's $15 million. Well, unanticipated costs and some environmental lawsuits. It's now $23 million. I'm sorry. What's that? Oh, I just got a text, $30 million, et cetera. And the government just pays and pays and pays because it's your money and they don't care. They quote this uh, gal who works across the street at the legendary Pancake Circus Diner. She starts work every day. She's a waitress at 4:15, cleaning up needles and poop and washing down urine.
0: Unbelievable!
1: And shooing the junkies off the property. Man, keep an eye. And somebody needs to keep a better eye on the homeless industrial complex. It's a real thing. Help! 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 Don't let it get started, man. Your neighborhood. Oh,
3: oh boy. Man, it's like
1: another country. Those stories. Right. Unbelievable. American 80s.